Warning. This podcast may contain spoilers for whatever TV show or movie is mentioned. Please listen at your own discretion. Welcome to viewers and audience. Yo, what's going on? I am Scoop Brother. And I am S. Foster. That's right. You're tuning into another episode of the Viewers Anonymous podcast where we give you our very own takes and reviews of movies and TV straight out of Hollywood. What's going on with you, my guy? Can't call it, man. I might. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? Just uh, very, very excited about doing this episode. I think yeah, this is going to be a fun one, man. I think we're going to have a good time today, man. So I'm good, man. How about you, bro? Man, um, I'm doing great. You know what I'm saying? Um, but, you know what I'm saying? Just to, you know, see this movie over again and see it as an adult, having been through my own little transgressions in life or whatnot. This movie hits totally different uh, now that I'm older. I can't wait to get to talking about this movie. <laughs> but before we do that, man, happy Side Chick Day to everybody out there listening. That's right. It is Sidekick Day if you didn't do nothing yesterday for Valentine's Day. That's okay. You know what I'm saying? Don't feel bad. Cause you know what I'm saying? Everybody gets some love in February. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, that's right. Not only is it Black History Month, it is also uh, Valentine's Day as we're recording this. But when you're listening to that, I'm sorry, when you're listening to this, it'll be uh, Sidekick or Side Dude. You know what I'm saying, Dave? So um, if you are a side chick or a side dude, you know what I'm saying, make sure you, you hit your, you know what I'm saying, you hit your counterpart up and tell them, hey, man, where my stuff at? You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> um, <laughs> that's important. You know what I'm saying? You got to keep the side pieces happy. Side piece day is, is very important. You know what I'm saying? It keeps a lot of relationships going. Um, hell, a lot of relationships wouldn't be what they were if it weren't for side pieces. So, you know what I'm saying? Uh, quick fact, though, I don't know if anybody knows this, but 59% of relationships that involve side pieces or quote-unquote infidelity end up lasting longer than relationships that don't. So, just to let y'all know. So, if you don't got a side piece, go get you one. <laughs> and if you are a side piece, happy side piece day. Man, look, I need to know where you got where you got them stats from. Man. That is a um, that is a statistical fact that I learned um on a website. I forgot what website it is, but I will repost it on the social media just so when I find it, just to let everybody know. But that is a, a statistical fact amongst um relationship uh, counselors. So we have fifty. 59% of relationships, man. If you have, if either spouse has cheated and they had got back together, that relationship lasts longer than most relationships who uh, don't have a cheater in the relationship. All right, learn something new today. <laughs> hey, man, you know what I'm saying? Just trying to, just trying to spread, spread knowledge, man. I mean, that's something that we do on this podcast. We do we do spread Absolutely. some knowledge. So, okay. I mean, I can't argue with you. I haven't been on that website. I haven't seen it. So yeah, man. Um, but also, man. Um, I, I we mentioned this. We talked we talked about this off uh off air, uh, at least two or three times at this point, and we still haven't done it yet. But salute to Viola Davis, um, for getting. 
EGOT. She is the second black woman to get an EGOT. Um, I believe she is the ninth black person to get an EGOT, if I'm not mistaken. But um, this past weekend, or the weekend before, I'm sorry, she ended up getting a um, Grammy for, um, mm-hmm. I believe it was an audio book or something like that. Or maybe it yeah. was an audio book. I think, it, I think it was an audio book, yeah. Yeah, so salute to Viola Davis, man. Um, in honor of Viola Davis, you guys should go back and listen to our episode where we gave her her flowers and our appreciation episode of Viola Davis. She has done so much, and this is just another um, it's just another ornament on her legendary uh, Christmas tree, man. So make sure y'all go check that episode out. And you know what I'm saying? Go watch something with Viola Davis. Man. Um, but let's go ahead and get into this, man. Our pizza presentation. Um, mm-hmm. Love and Basketball, um, starring, excuse me, Omar Epps, um, Shanae Lakin, and, uh, who else is in this? Gabrielle Union, uh, shit. What's, I, I forgot, shit. Got, I forgot Zeke. You got, uh, you got, uh, shit. Regina, Regina you got Regina Hall in here. Yeah. You got uh Kayla Pratt. Yeah, yep. Yep. I forgot all that. Alfrey Woodward. Alfrey Woodward, yep. Harry Lennox. Mm-hmm. That's his name, Harry Lennox. That's uh that's Monica's dad. Yep. And Dennis uh Haysburg. That's who you was talking about, Zeke McCall. Zeke McCall, yeah. You know what I'm yeah, he's the, uh, the you know what I'm saying? I always call him the All State. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the All State nigga. <laughs> yeah, but dude, yeah, do, do all the All State commercials. So, uh, for sure, man. But yeah, man, this this is a a really really good cast, man, for the two thousand for the two thousand film, man. Absolutely. Um, not only that, the dope part about this whole thing is that this is this movie is only what like four years removed from the WNBA. Didn't I think the WNBA started Some, in '96? Somewhere, somewhere up in there, somewhere up in yeah, there. So, well, so no, 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 no. Because I think, I think in the movie, no, when she went to Spain, it was '93. So it had yeah. to be, it had to be around Remember, like '95 because like she 90, had that baby. So it had to be around about '95, '96. No, it was ninety eight. Oh, it was ninety eight. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she she was in the second in our group, or I said the second our the second season. You know, what I'm saying she was a rookie in the WNBA, or maybe she was already in the WNBA. And we just didn't see too much about it. But anyway, man, um, this movie is about um Quincy McCall and his on again, off again love of his life. Monica Wright, uh, both of them who loved basketball ever since they were children, who had this love-hate relationship um, with, well, yeah, yeah, I guess it really wasn't a love-hate relationship. It was just a love relationship with basketball. Um, They both ended up, you know what I'm saying, growing up together, going to the same high school, ended up getting drafted, going to the same college, and both had dreams of basically playing in the NBA um, only to find out that the WNBA was on its way here. Um, amazing movie. Uh, 
it's about love, it's about dedication, it's about heartache, it's about angst. Um, it's pretty much just the ups and downs uh, in the life of, of a, a aspiring athlete and just also just the ups and downs of life of, you know what I'm saying, the, the modern um, young adult of, you know what I'm saying, generations past. So to start this off, man, you know, um, the the first thing, they out there hooping, you know what I'm saying, beautiful neighborhood, you know what I'm saying, big old houses out in Cali, you know what I'm saying, they doing their thing. Um, and, you know what I'm saying, new people moving in, new family moving in next door, you know what I'm saying, the homies outside hooping, somebody walks up, they like, yo, you know what I'm saying, I thought they said only girls is moving next door, man. He was like, yeah, well, I guess not. Hopefully they can hoop. Next thing you know, boom, Kyla Pratt take off her hat, you know what I'm saying, hair, you know what I'm saying, out, out of the ponytail and everything. She had the Lakers hat on. Girl playing basketball. They talking all kind of trash. Girls can't hoop. Girls can't play basketball, blah, blah, blah. Next thing you know, find out she's a goddamn hooper. And um, – <laughs> She get the, you know what I'm saying? She get the bust in their ass, you know what I'm saying? Quincy out there, son of a, you know what I'm saying? Pro basketball player. He got, you know, he getting buckets. He getting buckets. The next thing you know, you know, she get mad. or he get mad and push her and scrape her face up. You know what I'm saying? Scar face up. Which, that push, bro, I ain't going to lie. Kyla Press sold that, bro. She sold the fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got to Come on, that, man. Bro. Ain't no way him pushing her left her face like that, bro. She didn't even fall like that to, to hit her face for real. Yeah, she did, man. What you mean, man? He he pushed her. You know what I'm saying? She went face first into the grass, man. Now, my question is, what was in the grass to cut her face? Because that's what I'm saying. It's how, grass. How, <laughs> bro, she, she was supposed, she's supposed to be this coordinated basketball player. <laughs> You can't stop yourself from falling on your fucking face. <laughs> Damn, like, what's going on, bro? Like, that's that's crazy, man. Um, ends up leaving a scar on her face, and um, in the midst of that happening, you know what I'm saying? The uh, Mrs. McCall went over to Mrs. Wright, you know what I'm saying? Made my man Quincy apologize, and uh, you know, shit. They made him go talk and, you know what I'm saying, chill out together. Next thing you know, my man Quincy and his parents get, you know what I'm saying, get frisky. You know what I'm saying? He get up. He looking over. He watching Monica get her hair done. The next day, they got to go to school. He's like, hey, you want to be my girl? Which one? Don't get me wrong. That was awfully bold of my man Quincy to do that. Like, who, who, who I mean, like, usually it would be like a note being passed or something. Like he just came out with it. You wanna be my girl? Got a kiss on the on the on the first. You know what I'm saying? On the first day and everything. Well, I mean, he is the son of an NBA player. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Confidence I mean, through the roof. It it wasn't the same in eighty something though. I mean, true, but also look at the setup of of something that came very important. You know, towards you know seventy five percent of the movie with the whole little yeah. part when he was. Writing the I'm sorry thing, and then he was just like, Man, I can't do this shit. And then he was like, yeah. Well, I tell you about saying that word. He was like, <laughs> A man should never say can't. <laughs> he was like, Why? Because you say can't, you're not a man. 
And then she was in my mood, like, uh, just like, oh yeah, don't say shit either. <laughs> so it just one of like, the greatest misdirections in Hollywood history, bro. Nobody thought yeah. that he was about to get in trouble for saying "can't." Nobody, <laughs> <laughs> bro. That that even even rewatching this as an adult and haven't seen this movie, I don't know how many times. I still can't get over the fact that he got in trouble for saying "can't" over his shit. I said, "Wow, that yeah, he is definitely the child of a pro." Athlete. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like, so yeah, that that didn't surprise me that he was just like, yo, you want to be my girl because like you can tell like the 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 confidence that they was putting into him as and, you know at a young mm-hmm. age. So you know, and then just like how he idolized his dad because he was like, yo, once once he said, yo, you my girl, hey, you gotta ride my bike, and he yeah. she was like, wow, I want to ride my own bike. He was like, my dad ride my mom. <laughs> yeah. It's just like. Yeah, dude, you take it a little too literal, dude. She can ride her own damn bike. Like, chill out. Hey, man. So, First, so yeah. real quick, though, how fucking successful was this nigga Zeke, man? Did you see that trophy? That trophy shelf, bro? <laughs> 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 on, the, on the mantle, bro, I'm looking like, yo, what the fuck? Like, who is this nigga? Why, why is he so fucking... Uh, why is he so downplayed throughout this movie as if, like, this nigga ain't the man? Like, this nigga signing autographs and everything. We don't know shit about this nigga's career for real. Like, he obviously ain't that good, but looking at that trophy shelf, this nigga was, like, the man, bro. This nigga had an NBA championship trophy. This nigga, had <laughs> trophy up there. this nigga had, I don't know how many other awards up there. I'm like, yo, this nigga is a hooper. Um, why why don't we know more about my man Zeke's fucking career, bro? Because he played for the Clippers, man. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is hilarious. You know what? I'm not gonna lie. Okay, so in the beginning of this, in the beginning of the movie, when when Quincy had on his dad jersey, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there looking at it. I thought that motherfucker said Oakley at first. I look and I'm sitting here thinking in my head, bro, when the fuck did Charles Oakley play for the Clippers? I'm like, I don't remember this nigga ever playing for the Clippers. Like, what are we doing? And then they turn around and finally say McCall. I was like, oh, okay, never mind. That's a dad jersey, bro. I was about to say, man, this shit is crazy. But, um, man, look, interesting to say the least. Um, so, you know what I'm saying? They they get together, and this was a great foreshadow of, the, of how this movie was pretty much going to end up as far as their relationship, because they they get together the first day, they kiss, next thing you know, they get into an argument and break up, and get into a fight, you know what I'm saying? And <laughs> needless to say, Quincy got whooped on in, in the in the front yard, you know what I'm saying, before getting to school. Um, and then it had well, it fast-forwarded to high school after mm-hmm. that. And um, now I got – this is where I get confused, okay? This is where I get totally confused. Oh, hell. So <laughs> I told you, bro. I, I really analyzed this movie, bro. So this nigga's dad plays for the Clippers, mm-hmm. and they live in this um, – her dad is a banker. Um, I don't think either one of their moms work. They live in this mm-hmm. uh, affluent neighborhood, but they go to Crenshaw High. <laughs> was I was I tripping or you're not tripping because when when you hear about 
We ain't even from this area, but we all know no. Crenshaw yeah. is the hood. Like, absolutely. <laughs> like, we know Crenshaw is the hood. It's like, if y'all stay in this, and then first of all, just for a banker to live beside an NBA player. Like, now, he was like the manager. It was the 80s. Though. It was the 80s. Yeah. He also was the manager, so like he made more than just a regular banker would. So right. I don't know why they went to Crenshaw. <laughs> I, I don't know if this was a was a, a, a Quincy call where he was just like, "Yo, like Crenshaw got some guy." I do. I that is a great question. I don't know why they went to Crenshaw when they living in the neighborhood because obviously it's not Brentwood. Don't get me wrong; it's not Brentwood, mm-hmm. but it's just like at the same time. Why are y'all going to Crenshaw? That ain't Crenshaw that either. <laughs> that ain't it's definitely not so, Crenshaw. In the in the Crenshaw that I always see on TV, um, don't look nothing like the the neighborhood that they lived in. So I thought that was that was super super interesting, man. Um, but basically, it started off um, in Monica's high school basketball game. I think she was one game away um, from the end of the season, the championship game. Ends up getting uh, sat down on the bench in the fourth quarter because she's a hothead, which, you know what I'm saying? Um, seeing how she whipped on Quincy in the beginning of the movie wasn't shocked. Wasn't shocked at all. Um, okay, hold on. Pause real quick. Yeah. For real quick. First of all, okay, so let me say this one thing about Sanaa Layton first. Because I remember mm-hmm. her talking about, well, it wasn't her. It was, uh, it was someone, and they were saying, you know, for the people who don't know, her dad, Stan Lathan, is, you know, in the business. You know what I'm saying? That's how she Lathan. really got even started in this. Yeah, and I remember them talking about the one challenging thing about doing sports movies is do you want to get an athlete that play that you do you want to get an athlete to be an actor or do you want to get an actor to be an athlete? And a matter of fact, it was Sanaya Lathan. She was like, yo, She's like, I'm not no basketball player. So right. she was like, she was talking about like all the training that she had to go through because she was like, yo, I've mm-hmm. never been like an athletic person. So right. they were just saying that, you know, how they had to extensive training that she had to go through, which I mean, don't get me wrong, like the jump shot looked wet, but she ain't had no handles though. Like her handles was like basic. You know what I'm saying? Which oh, but, they well, well, they damn sure they damn sure fooled me with the uh with the dark montage of her dribbling the two basketballs. Because <laughs> 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 I was like, yo, I was I looked at that. I said, damn, so my lady. I mean, I know it ain't hers, but I'm saying, so my lady got some fucking handles, nigga. I could never do no shit like that. That's hella hey, coordination. That's that's the trailer they put her through. So all right, so back to the movie. So yeah, come on, she gonna get a tech for a stare down at the block? Come on, man, that ref tripping, yo. That's bullshit, you man. You know, you know, you know, she done went off on that ref before, bro. He was sick of that shit. <laughs> she had to. He was like he was everything on her. He was calling everything on Monica Brown. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about game. Fuck with her, bro. Not no, at all, man. With her, bro. In none of them games. And he, he, yeah, waited was... the fourth, he waited to the end of the game for all of them bro. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't playing no games, bro. He was sick of that shit, man. 
Yeah, that that was funny, man. But like, yeah, I, I just thought like watching it, I was like, man, did he really have to give her a tick for just getting that shit up out of here? Like, yeah, you're right. It had to be some history with this ref because that ref, he he did the championship game too. You know what I'm saying? He was yeah. the one that told her, foul, you got five fouls. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You out of here. Get your ass out. You know what I'm saying? Um, so we see Monica in the we see Monica, you know what I'm saying, super successful, one of the best players on Crenshaw uh highest basketball girls basketball team. Um, she was getting scouted. She was getting scouted by UCLA and of course USC, which was um I ain't gonna lie, that was kinda corny, man. That was kinda corny, bro. Like the the two most obvious schools in the region just came to Crenshaw High to scout for fucking basketball players like that, and then it was only it was only them two. We ain't see no other colleges in the, in see, the vicinity. That's my thing, right? My thing is, yeah, okay. When when they was sitting at the table, she was like, "Dad, you need to talk to coach." And yeah. he was like, "Well, I mean, honey, you lost your head." And then he was, right. and she was like, we know the coach was there, and uh, she was like, uh, you know, so basically she was like, you know, I, I missed out on UCLA, and then he was like, maybe you mm-hmm. need to start thinking of things other than basketball. And she was like, well, USC is right. coming next week. And he was like, well, you know, uh, you only got one game left, and you have a big recruit, recruit. And it's like, okay, so you telling me it ain't no Sacramento State, Long Beach, right. Cal- all of these damn cop, ca- all of these colleges in fucking California. And Cal didn't even come. Come on, man. Fresno State, on, San Jose State, bro. All of these schools out here, and there's only two schools. That's it, man. It's like, come on, man. Yeah, like, man, like that part is it's unrealistic. Too much of it. Yeah, it was it was two it was two prestigious schools for her never to be recruited, and then you just got two prestigious schools there. They ain't, they not scouting no specific players. They not talking. You don't see them talking to the coaches. You don't see none of this shit. It's just it's, it's I don't know, man. I I didn't I didn't get that placement. I I figured that to me, I think this movie would have been a lot better had it not been at USC. Um. Because the gyms that they were playing in, that wasn't USC, bro. I'm sorry. That was not USC at all. Them motherfuckers was playing in high school gyms, bro. Man, that was... Maybe maybe community college gyms at the most. But that's not what USC's gyms look like. Like, it looked like... It looked like in the beginning they was playing in high school, like in high school gyms, and then... Whatever high school gym they was playing at, they just redecorated that motherfucker to look like USC and gave them USC jerseys and was like, "All right, now they at USC." Because I'm like, "Bro, you you didn't see." Hold on, who is you talking about? Are you talking about? Are you talking about Quincy? Or are you talking about Monica? I'm talking about both. I'm talking about Monica and Quincy. Nigga, when Quincy was playing at when he was playing at that one game, I don't know if it was at USC or wherever they was playing. They was playing at a high school gym. When he threw the he threw the alley oop off the backboard and dude came and dunked it and they high fived over the uh the uh, the uh, opponent, nigga that was a high school gym that was not the <laughs> goddamn college arena, bro. And I remember I remember college basketball in the in the eighties for the most part, especially when you go back and like look at 
old replays and shit on SportsCenter, bro, they, they was playing in arenas. They weren't playing in fucking regular-ass gyms, bro. I feel you, but I think the reason why it really had to be USC is because, for number one, Quincy's dad went to USC, so he wanted mm-hmm. to follow his footsteps. But then at the mm-hmm. same time, you saw who her favorite female player was. You know what I'm saying? The great Cheryl Miller. Remember now, she had Cheryl Miller on her wall? I didn't. When she was at USC. Was. I missed yes. all of that. Yeah. She was she was a big uh Cheryl Miller. Like it was for her, it was Magic Johnson and Cheryl yep. Miller. Now I remember those were the people that was on her wall. So, I remember Magic Johnson because she said it on Z. You know what I'm saying? She said, How many points did your dad score in high school? You know what I'm saying? What's the highest amount of points your dad scored in high school? And he was like, shit, nigga, I don't know. He was like, yeah, Magic Johnson did it. 48 points. And they sat him the whole fourth quarter. They only had six minutes a quarter. I'm like, God damn, you ain't see this nigga Zeke championship self? Nah, like, hey, but look, I gotta tell the story on here, right? So yeah. I mean, y'all can find y'all can find us. It's all over the place, but I'll never forget watching that um that uh that 30 for 30 on Reggie Miller. And so oh, they was, you man. know, when they was talking about when they were young and stuff. Like, the thing about Reggie, Reggie is in one of the situations where there's not a lot of people on this earth to where you can be one of the greatest shooters of all time, a Hall of Famer, and you ain't better than your sister. So, <laughs> so they were sitting in the car and, like, Reggie was saying, he was like, he was just so happy. He was just like, man, he was like, I went off today. So uh, so he was just, like, waiting for his parents to be like, hey, what y'all do today? And Reggie was like, shit, I had 50 points, no, he had 10 rebounds. Was it 60? He had 60. So he had 60 points, this many rebounds, this many assists. And, like, he was like, I was so happy. He was like, I know I outdid Cheryl today. I know I did. He was like, Cheryl, what you do today? I had 105 points. Man. <laughs> The look on his face, the look on his face, even when he brought the story back up, just let you know, like he still thought he was still sorry about that. Bro. Oh yeah, he's still sorry about that, man. He's man, still sorry about on, it. Bro. See, Shara Miller is for the people that don't know. Like, don't get me wrong. You know what I'm saying? I always say, like, you know what I'm saying? If you ask me, my my goat, my goat from what I see. Cheryl Miller is more like a myth because a lot yeah. of us didn't get to see her play because they didn't televise women games like that. So yeah. a lot of people, unless you were there, you didn't see it. So for me, yeah. like, yeah, I'm going to say, like, for me personally, Diana Taurasi is my GOAT. But, but, but when we're talking about mythical figures, like Cheryl Miller is that chick. Like, People Earl, cannot Earl fuck with her. Is the, is the Earl Manigault of women's college basketball? Exactly. That is the great yeah. way to put it. Yeah. She like she is literally the greatest of all time. That couldn't be the greatest of all time because there wasn't a women's NBA at the time. So, right. but to get back to it, so Cheryl Miller was one of her favorite players, and she went to USC. So I think with what they was trying to do with love and basketball was both of them was able to follow their dreams, but they also was able to follow it together. So they was able yeah. to live beside each other for these years 
and start dating and then they both end up going to the same college for their own reasons. Like mm-hmm. he wanted to go because of his dad, she wanted to go because of Cheryl Miller. So I think that's right. why it kind of had to be USC. I just thought it was personally stupid to be like, you telling me ain't none of these other schools like yeah, trying to recruit her at all? Like, that's come on, y'all could at least made it a little bit more realistic to where she's just like, well, I really don't want to go to Fresno State. I mean, I want to mm-hmm. go to USC. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they could at least done it like that. But, but yeah, like I thought, I thought that part was just a little bit unrealistic. But absolutely, yeah. man. So, so let's get into let's get into Quincy's uh, high school career, man. Um, so Quincy McCall is the star-studded top prospect coming out of Crenshaw High, son of Zeke McCall. You know what I'm saying? Um, I guess you could call him a famous pro basketball player. Um, you know, just got traded to the Clippers. Uh, Quincy McCall is out here putting up buckets. I'm talking about easy double-doubles. He's coming home. Mom Duke's like, so what you do tonight? He like this, 27 points. You know what I'm saying? 11 assists, just another night. He like this. Hey, man, he likes this. You know it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, bro. When I tell, let me tell you something, bro. This dude, Omar F. Oh no! Hold on, hold on, hold on! Before you get, hold on, hold on, hold on. So you gotta, you gotta get into the what? See, you skipped over something. What? So when he first walked in the door, Mom Deuce and asked him how the game went first. She asked him about that damn earring. Oh man! <laughs> she's <Yo>. like, <laughs> she's like, whose is this? He was like, that's 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 your earring. <laughs> He's yeah. like, I'm gonna go in here. And she was like, "Well, I tell you about these fast ass girls." No, <laughs> she was like she checked, she checked that nigga like he was his daddy. <laughs> nigga, that, I, man. I thought she was about to divorce that nigga in the room. <laughs> like, this ain't the husband. This son. Why, why are you pressing my man like this over earring, bro? They was just studying. Yeah, they were just studying. Irene just happened to pop off in the middle, <laughs> in the middle of this algebra problem. But uh, algebra is hard. But yeah, yeah, it's very hard. <laughs> uh, Quincy was too. So I ain't mad at him. <laughs> yeah, I just thought I thought they were funny because, like, I mean, I get why she was getting on because, like she said, she was like, "Yo, these girls out here to trap you." You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I get I get her concern. Um, of why she went at him like that, but she could have at least asked him about the game first. She checked the dude as soon as he walked through the door. Uh, man, listen, let me tell you something. She knew from she already knew how the game went. You know what I'm saying? This is the wife of a pro ball player, man. She know that they're gonna be knocking them down left and right. She knew that all these little fast ass girls wanted to do was, you know what I'm saying, get a paycheck out my man. I, like you said, when they see you, all they see is dollar sign. They don't see nothing else. You go to Crenshaw High. There ain't nothing but hood rats in that school. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't nothing but the finest finest hood rats of California was in that school, man. Speaking of the finest hood rats of that school, that school had some champions in that motherfucker, man. Not going to lie to you, bro. Regina Hall was, you know what I'm saying, she just graduated from Crenshaw High. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Gabrielle Union was there. So not late and out there hooping. I mean, like, bruh, come on, man. Like, see. 
Hey, I I I definitely would have wanted to go to that school. Oh yeah, Kershaw, I was popping. It was definitely popping at that time. And um, <clears throat> so after the game, after Quentin and went and lit him up or whatever. So he now this is now this is what he had to deal with when he got home. But we ain't even talking about the ride home that he had to deal with. So oh yeah, not yet. So so Monica goes up to him. Be like, hey, wait a hoop. He was like, I know this. And she was like, let me get a ride home. He was like, with a please. You know what I'm saying? I gotta get a please up out of you. Oh, no, so no, 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 you knew they grew up as friends. You knew that they grew up. They next, they live next door to each other. You already know they probably hooping on the average day to day. Um, with with the two friends that we never seen again after the first thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But but you knew he he knows how much hoop means to her. She knows how much hoop means to him. So for them to have that connection. But before all this even happened, Gabrielle Union slides down. You know what I'm saying? Monica watching the game. Gabrielle Union character slide down. Um, I forgot what her, what her name was. Uh, Shawnee Easton, man. What Shawnee, you talking about? Yeah, Shawnee with, with the big-ass titties. But yeah, um, yep. <laughs> which was Cap, by the way. Which is Cap, by the way. Omar F. sold us on that one for sure. Um, but, you know what I'm saying? She, she tell Monica, yo, can you give Quincy this note? She's like, yo, why can't you do it? She's like, because, girl, I don't want to look fast. Who? It's a note, fam. What are we doing? What was going on in the 80s to where a note made you look fast? Because she knew what the note said. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you was going to be seen with Quincy McCall, you was going to be looked at as fast anyway. Anyway. Like, everybody knows yeah. you only with Quincy because he about to smash tonight. Like, Come on, bro. I'm pretty he, sure he, he had that reputation. He wanted to lick the sweat off my man's backside, bro. You can't tell me we couldn't foreshadow Gabrielle Union being a friend. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, this, man this is definitely true. But, but I ain't gonna lie. Monica heard that and she had that image in her head and then from that point on, yep. bro, it clicked. It finally clicked. She was like, hey, you know what? I need a piece of, I need a piece of uh, Quincy McCall, and that's when that's when everything kind of got in motion, man. Um, so you know what I'm saying? He tell his mom about the about the game and everything. Oh no 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 no! You can't do that! Can't do that! Oh yeah, the right home, the right home, the right home. So then, so then, first of all, I'm giving you a ride home. Yeah, we friends and all. But don't touch my radio. You know what I mean? And so he's like, "Yo, I like to ride home in silence." And think about how good I look shooting that three. You know what I mean? That's and she was like, you know, <laughs> she was like, you know, what I said, don't fight yourself or whatever. And so she's like, he was like, what's that? She was like, just a note that Shawnee Easton told me to give you. He was like, Shawnee Easton, Shawnee Easton. Oh, with the big ass titties. She's like, give it here. Mm-hmm. So she read it like, Q, you so fine. I oh, can't to get with you. <laughs> Take me to the dance and I keep you satisfied. She's like, ooh, what a hoe. I'm like, hold on, man. Why, how you gonna judge this girl like that? 
He was like, man, why she got to be a hoe? Because she want to get with me? She was like, no, because she a hoe. Because she, she got a coochie she in the mail. through the mail. I mean, hey. that, was, that, was a, that was a whole letter, though. Like, it really was. That's what I'm saying. I've seen that type of messaging on OnlyFans. So, yeah, that was that was whole activity for sure. It was definitely whole activity. So then he figured he'd ask the question of who you going to dance with? Spalding? <laughs> she was like, like who's Spalding? Classic wording, bro. Hey, but she looked down and she not punched my man. She was like, hey, see? That's why you ain't getting recruited. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Ain't getting recruited? Hey, yeah, they heard her. He was like, who's, he's like, he's like you hot ass temper, that's who. <laughs> and <laughs> she had a good point. But at the same time, when you talk at 80s or late 80s, yeah, like you didn't really want girls to really show that kind of emotion, even on the court. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. I, I, I still, I think that. Like you said, you brought up a good point. I think that ref did a lot of her games. And that's yeah. why just the stare down gave her a tech. Because he's like, yo, this is he's like, yo, I deal with this shit every game I call of yours. You know what I'm saying? Every game you doing some shit and you're always getting on me. So like, yeah, you getting this tech. So that's what Quincy had to deal with on the ride home. He had to get into an argument with his friend that lives next door. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And then she gonna hit him with the old line. Yo, you remember when this used to be something? You stick your thing in anything. Yo, mm -hmm. yo, you wanna talk about taking you back to the late nineties, but come on, bro. <laughs> but that was if, the line. You, you stick your thing in the anything. Yeah, if you ain't never heard your thing, then you you too young. You way too young. Yeah, yeah, you might be too young. If you if you ain't hear that, yeah, yeah you you too young for that time. That was a that was a period in time. Well, that was a thing. That so, it was Quincy, it was thing and dingling. Oh yeah, and dingling. Yep, that's the other one. Kick them <laughs> in the ding ding. That's another one. So now I'm just really thinking about like that's what Quincy's like last like 20 minutes was like. He had to deal with that on the ride home, and then as soon as he walked mm -hmm. through the door, Mom Duke's got to hit him with an earring. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then he tells her. Yo, dad got a meeting and he'll be home soon. And then next thing you know, a meeting at two o'clock in the morning. And then, oh. like, and then, hey, boy, when she hit him upside the head, do I get a week yet? <laughs> Yo, <laughs> wait a minute though. That was a that was a real gold watch, bro. And, and it was like it hit him for real too. <laughs> it hit him in the back of the head. That nigga didn't say. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Let me tell you something, bro. This how you know. This how you know that had he had that. I don't know if that was scripted, because when he got hit in the head with that watch, he didn't say what the fuck. He didn't say, "God damn it!" That nigga said, "Damn you!" Fucking <laughs> <laughs> bro. Said, "Damn you, bro." You know how fucking in pain you gotta be to cuss like that. Like that was confusion, anger, and hatred all wrapped in one when he cussed. Like that nigga said, "Damn you!" Shut <laughs> up, hey, bro. Let me tell you something, man. My well, my nigga said, "Don't you worry, though. We got enough money in the savings to keep your fine ass in Gucci and gold." And gold. Hey. How, how do you? 
how do you throw out a backhanded compliment like that, bro? <laughs> 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 like, what the fuck kind of shit is that, bro? That shit was amazing. Uh, we got enough money to keep your fine ass in Gucci and gold. Like, don't get me wrong. You you on some bullshit. But I still yeah. I got one though. I'm just I just gotta put it out there. I got me one. See, you are fine. But we got enough money to keep you and all the all the stuff to keep you fine. Uh, that was that was amazing, bro. Oh man, yeah, but hey, watching that shit again, boy, I was like, yo, that what that shit had to hit him in the head for real. That that didn't look fake. I told you, bro, that that shit looked real crazy. as fuck. That nigga said, "Damn you!" <laughs> like he was yo. in a Broadway play, bro. <laughs> <laughs> shit oh man. Crazy, man, but but to be serious on a serious note, yeah. For when when they started arguing. Quincy climbs out and he knocks on her window very gently. She mm-hmm. hears it, let him in, throw him a pillow, a pillow immediately, yep. and gives him a, a thing. And it's like, oh, so this this is something that happens all the time. Yeah, like this is but it also it also goes to show you that this is a real friendship. Like this ain't just you know what I'm saying? We live across the street from each other and we grew up together. No, this is this is a real deal friendship. Like this this kind of puts that they chemistry into perspective because it's like like you said, this is something that of course you can assume by this happens often. But also the fact that, you know what I'm saying, they didn't even they didn't even speak in this whole thing. It was just mm-hmm. like going through the motions, you know what I'm saying? She get up, she still groggy, she looked you know what I'm saying? He give her that look. She open up the window. He climb in. You know what I'm saying? She throw back the cover, toss him a pillow, toss him, a, you know what I'm saying, a seat. They go to sleep like it ain't nothing. And I mean, you know, and and, and it's, it, it's, it is what it is. And I thought that was dope as hell, too, because what they did to me was they kind of established their dynamic without necessarily yep. having to establish that dynamic because like you know what I'm saying we already seen what they were like as young kids you know what I'm saying in middle school or whatever and so now them being in high school you can kind of see like that relationship that they have or that friendship that they have has actually grown into a real friendship it ain't just the you know what I'm saying it wasn't just something that uh we just you know what I'm saying kind of live in the same neighborhood we go to the same school but we don't really kick it like you could tell that they have a real live dynamic. The fact that she was even still calling him big head, you know what I'm saying? That's something that they yep. that they pointed out in the beginning of the movie. And you know what I'm saying? When they had fought, that was the first time she called him big head. She called him that, you know what I'm saying, at the game, asking him for the ride. So, you know what I'm saying? That just lets you know, like, this is something that, you know what I'm saying, is, is a real thing. It's not just, you know what I'm saying, we just neighbors. Nah, like, we real friends. You know what I'm saying? Our parents know each other and you know what I'm saying? Apparently, we back and forth at each other's houses and stuff like that. So I thought that was a great way um, to show without having to explain what's going on. That was a great way to show what the dynamic was like. So I thought that the, the writers and the directors um, did a good job in putting all that together. Um, yeah. And so uh, what's what's after that? I think it's the spring dance, right? So we had we had the part where the, we had to point to the spring dance. Um, so Monica is playing in her game. Um, 
this the championship game. USC is at the game. She ends up winning. And no, she's no, a loser. She's a loser. I'm sorry. Yeah, she's a loser. She missed the last shot. The oh, this is another dope part of this movie too. The breakdown when they when they got in her head and they did the POV of her running yeah. through, uh, through the game and you know what I'm saying in her head about you know what I'm saying making a decision, dribbling right, dribbling left, you know what I'm saying getting back on D, you know what I'm saying basically coaching herself and talking to herself while she's playing the game. Um, so she ends up going down for the last shot, shoot the shot, miss it. You know what I'm saying? She go to the um she go to the bench, she cry, you know what I'm saying? Uh off of a foul. End up getting um you know what I'm saying, end up getting two shots, end up winning the game. They was down by one. Then she was supposed to go get the foul. She went to go get the foul to try to stop the game. End up getting fouled out. Championship game and the game was over. They lost. She goes to the bench, she cries. Then, you know what I'm saying, she get home, getting ready for the spring dance and stuff. Her sister, well, she get home next day, they getting ready for the spring dance. Her sister is talking to her, you know what I'm saying, getting her hair ready and all that. You know, don't you worry. I got somebody for you, you know what I'm saying, it's a dude that go to my school, blah, blah, blah. Which, this is weird, okay? This is the, this is the weird thing. We got to go ahead and, and point out the obvious. In the 80s, bro. I guess you could say it was kind of cool for a dude to be in college to go back to high school and still talk to, you know what I'm saying, like a high school senior. This is something that everybody is familiar with if you grew up around this time. Like this ain't a this ain't an out of character thing as it probably would be now. Like now for a dude to come back from college and then be talking to a chick still in high school. It's definitely weird. They're gonna call. They're gonna call you out. You know what I'm saying? You are R. Kelly type dude. You a pervert. You you know what I'm saying? You getting canceled. You doing all that? In the '80s, that was not a far fetched thing. I mean, dude, probably he. he this nigga could have been a freshman. We don't know. We don't even know how old this nigga was. All I know is Boris Kojo looked crazy in this goddamn movie, though. <laughs> okay, that nigga eyebrows feel- trash. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was <laughs> horrible. Yeah, the new boards like that. So, hey, do you they, think they, they like... did boards like that? <laughs> <laughs> do you okay? Do you think it's weird if it's a girl and the dude is in high school, a senior? Or you okay, think it's I'm just biased? I'm I'm super biased in this, right? So, my thing is is that for the dude to come back and talk to the high school girl. That's everything is wrong about that. One hundred percent. Being being a nigga who lost a chick to a nigga that went to college, and he was coming to pick her up from high school. Yeah, that, I'm I'm totally against that. So okay, for personal reasons, that is all the way wrong. No no dude should go to college and go back to high school to go get with a chick. I don't care if they was already together. You got to break up with her because you're going to college. So that's just the rule for me. I that you can't rock like that. I'm not with that okay. now. For a girl to come back and a dude is still in high school and he get that, then that's a W. You know what I'm saying? See, that is a, that is a <laughs> See that's why I asked. Because yeah. I had yeah. a similar situation mm-hmm. where, 
you know what I'm saying? Like I had a I had a basketball game or whatever. And so I had met I had met the girl on Christmas break. And so it's basketball mm-hmm. season. So you know what I'm saying? So we getting ready to hoop. And I was like, shit. I was like, shit, I gotta, I gotta, you know what I'm saying? I got a little something rolling up to the game tonight. And yeah. I was like, oh yeah. I was like, yeah, man, this, you know what I'm saying? Just this girl I'm talking to at Clemson. Oh man, get the fuck out of here, man. You ain't talking to a girl from Clemson. I was like, all right, watch this. <laughs> yeah. So I see her, I see her checking in because you know, we just doing warm-ups. And like mm-hmm. I see her like paying at the door or whatever, and like she had like mm-hmm. these Clemson like shocks on or whatever. And I was like, oh, that should go right there. And then it was like, all right, you the man. <laughs> hey, bro. So this is this is funny on multiple accounts, bro, because, you know what I'm saying, you actually led his life, bro. You're a two-sport athlete in high school, you know what I'm saying, championship winner, you know, like you was a hooper, all that type of stuff, man. You had all the intangibles, you know what I'm saying. You had the height, you had it all, bro. You know what I'm saying. Um. And not only that, bro, you you from a small town, too. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is where everybody know everybody. Like, y'all all literally, like, grew up together, went to high school together and all that. So, that's what's dope about that whole situation. Because everything that happened in this movie, like, you can 100% relate to. I can't relate to <laughs> none of this. Let me tell you something. Okay? So, so first and foremost, everything. So, we have a, we have a public school system. Uh, I'm, and like everybody else in a public school system, if you are from um, a city, right? Like, and I don't mean city, like, cause I mean everybody is from a city. I mean, like, we, I, I'm in a city, so like, our, my, Dayton is the third largest city in Ohio, and so in our public school system, you have, you know, what I'm saying various elementary schools, you got various middle schools, you got various high schools, but because of the way everything is set up, you can go to school with somebody all the way through elementary. You could possibly go to middle school with them. And then by the time you get to high school, you could possibly never see this person again. So Mm -hmm. the way I grew up was I went to, um, I went to elementary school in a different district than the Dayton public school district. Um, I went to a suburb called Troutwood, and um, if if people don't know anything about Troutwood, if you know who Chris Wright is, he's a basketball player that came out of Troutwood, went to UD, ended up playing for, I believe he played for Golden State, or got drafted to Golden State, um, but that's where he went. He went to Troutwood. Um, Braxton Miller also went to Troutwood. So, um, yeah, so I went to Troutwood at elementary school. And then when I got to middle school, I went back to the Dayton Public School District. So the people I went to middle school with, um, I went, I, I, I ended up in high school with some of them because I ended up being in like this AP honors program. So like the people that was in my middle school, most of them, we all got signed up to be in this program and we all ended up going to um, Colonel White High School, which is now Thurgood Marshall. But um, so I went to school with like a bunch of people from different elementary schools. So like most of, some of them grew up together. Some of us, we never seen these people before. So because I, I was only in the school district for two years, 
I really didn't know anybody except for whoever I went to middle school with, which was actually a lot of people. So I ended up, you know what I'm saying, going to high school with, you know what I'm saying, a lot of people that I knew, of course, but a bunch of people that I didn't know either. And um, so I didn't play high school sports. I was supposed to play football, but, you know what I'm saying, I went to practice before the season started, and then some shit happened, and then I just stopped playing. So after that shit happened, I ended up, you know what I'm saying, doing other shit. Like, I ended up on a debate team, you know what I'm saying, the quiz team and all that type of stuff. So I did all that type of stuff. Um, so for me, I didn't I didn't have a chick that was able to come to none of my games. She definitely couldn't come to none of the debate, the debates or the quiz. Uh, quiz so that was out of the question, but I did mess around with a few college girls uh, my senior year because I had a, a, a older brother who, you know what I'm saying, we used to go out during the summers and, you know what I'm saying, go out to college campuses. So I did, I, I was a, a, a senior in high school messing with a few college girls. So, um, oh, man. That, that, I can that, I can, that. Yeah, that I can relate to. So, okay, so we had to dance, you know what I'm saying, um, Monica's sister hooked her up, you know what I'm saying, with one of her college friends. Um, you know what I'm saying? She come in, you know, dance going on crazy. They playing Johnny Kemp, just got paid. You know what I'm saying? Everybody doing the old school dances. It's going crazy in there. Gym is filled, jam-packed. DJ throwing up all the hits. It's, it's looking like a great spring dance, you know what I'm saying? Um, so Monica walk in, you know what I'm saying? She got the trench coat on. She got tall-ass boys, Kojo, next to her. So he like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Can I take your coat? She like, oh, you cold? Which is a hilarious, <laughs> line. Is a hilarious line. Because this shows you how, how out of place he is as a, as a quote-unquote girl in this time period, bro. Like, nigga, she's so, she so tomboyish, but she like, yo, are you cold, my G? Like, oh, no, 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 you mean, okay, okay. I forgot, I'm, be, I'm, I'm, supposed, to be, I'm supposed to be girly girl in this. So she takes the, you know, say she takes the trench coat off, plickety plow, plickety plow. I mean, Sanalate, kudos. I mean, bravo. Goodness gracious, that white dress was, it was fitting, man. Goodness gracious, that thing was fitting. She was so fine that in this movie, killer. man. She was so fine in this movie. This is, I had a crush on her because of this movie. Like, goodness gracious, she was so cold. So. Anyway, you know what I'm saying? My man Quincy over there, you know what I'm saying? He got shiny. He dancing, you know what I'm saying? He look over. He like, that nigga said, damn. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro. Let me tell you something. It's, it's, so, many, it's, it's so many moments in here that, that I could kind of relate to. But this one, this one for sure I can relate to. So it's a girl I grew up with. Her name is Brittany Weaver. Okay, and Brittany Weaver was like Monica Wright. Like she was a fucking hooper. I'm talking about a hooper to the hooper. I mean, Brittany Weaver was she was playing with all the dudes. I'm talking about she had handles, she had a jump shot. She went to college to play ball, like all that. Like she she is the real life Monica Wright that I know. And um, so one time, you know, saying this is like when Facebook was first start coming and out and all that. And you know, you can post the pictures up. This one, my space is all hot and stuff. And so. One time, Brittany Weaver decides to go to the dance and wear a dress. And she posted her picture on um, on MySpace and Facebook. And when I tell you, nigga, every dude that knew Brittany Weaver, bro, 
was the was the same way that Quincy was looking at Monica and when these pictures came out, we all looked at her like that. We was like, God, hell, like we knew we knew Britney was fine. But the fact yeah. that she put that dress up, like she was on a different level. So Monica come in, you know what I'm saying? Everybody in the school kind of looking like, damn, that's Monica. Damn, that's Monica. So my man Quincy stopped dancing. He like, yo, you got to hold on. I got to go see what this is about. Go talk to her. You know what I'm saying? They chopping it up. You know what I'm saying? Tired, tall ass boys, Kojo, come back in the picture. What's up, black? You know what I'm saying? He looked yeah, up, he like, hit him with up, the black. Nigga? Yeah, what's up, my nigga? Fuck you mean, black? What, what do you want? Tall oh, man. So you know, they get to, you know they get the chopping about to leave. Then here comes Shawty, bro. Damn girl. Oh, ain't no Nike made dress. <laughs> Yo, that line was so cold, <laughs> bro. Big hate. She, but she had to. Come on, what other comeback can you have when you? You at a dance with somebody. Y'all went to the dance together. He sees mm-hmm. somebody else and mm-hmm. say, damn, I'll but be right know, back. But but this is the thing, though. Everybody knows their dynamic, though. No, it's like it's not like, you know, you think that they ever going to get to. The fact that I'm sure the fact that when they got together, everybody had to be shocked. Because even even she, I mean, she even said it to her mom. She was like, what? No, I'm a lesbian. You probably think that anyway. Everybody probably thought that Monica Wright was a lesbian in high school. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's keep it real. Yeah, because the only person she had eyes for, she was kind of scared to even really, you know what I mean? To to I, I guess because Quincy was so out there, like he didn't he didn't tie himself down to the idea of being with her. Well, she completely grew up tied together too, so she knew how it was. Exactly. So I, I think that she probably just never thought that he really looked at her like that because of what happened when they was 11. Like they dated for mm-hmm. five minutes and then they got into a fight and said, fuck it. Right. So. Right. But yeah, she that that line was so cold, but she had to have something in the arsenal, man. I mean, to, to, dude, that, she to played, me, she played a, it classy, bro. She played it classy, though. She did. But that's an ego. That's an ego thing. Like. If if I'm with a girl and we went to this place together and she say, damn, I'll be right back, yo, mm-hmm. it's gonna hurt my ego a little bit. So yeah, I'm gonna need to, I'm gonna need to come back to try to really you know, make myself feel a little better. Well, I mean I it depends. Like, is it if you if okay, so like say say her and this dude, they've been cool for forever, right? And you know what I'm saying, I guess the opposite would be like this nigga was in I don't know, he was on the dance team or the cheerleading team. And you know what I'm saying? This nigga was <laughs> you know, I'm trying to make it I'm trying to make it like an equal thing. Because she was technically a tomboy. So like say this nigga was just like every time y'all seen him, this nigga was like wearing leotards with like the plaid jacket over his hips and shit like that. And oh, they, but they was cool though. You know what I'm saying? And then this nigga the dance come up, this nigga come in in the suit. And she like, damn, and you know, she go over there. But you know they friends. You and everybody in school thinking, man, this nigga don't talk to girls. You ain't gonna be like, what you mean, damn? You you probably gonna be over there before she is like, yo, this nigga got on a suit. <laughs> I can stop this nigga. What's going on? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I think I think to me that's what the damn I mean, well, I know what the damn was about, but I think it was more so just the shock of seeing her in the dress, you know what I'm saying, and her looking you know what I'm saying? 
you know what I'm saying, dainty and, you know what I'm saying, girly girl compared to how she usually looked. You know what I'm saying? She usually got on the jeans and the T-shirt, you know what I'm saying, with the chucks on, you know what I'm saying, like a dude. So it it, it, it kind of, you know, made sense as to why he went over there. But um, this is pretty much where, you know what I'm saying, the fire got started. At the end of the dance, you know, everybody doing their little thing. They Everybody goes slow dance or whatever. So Quincy and Monica kind of get each other to stare down. You know, they feeling each other all of a sudden. The energy is popping. Um, They both get home. Monica sneak into her room through the window. And shout out to shout out to the directors and the, and the you know what I'm saying and the, and the whole writers and everything for putting this in the movie because it was only in this time period can you sneak in and out a window. You know what I'm saying without the parents knowing yeah. that you that you in and out the house. You know what I'm saying this is the type of freedom that we had back in the day. Um, <laughs> this this was what was so dope about being out back in the day because you could just get in and out the house without the parents even knowing. You know what I'm saying? That, that, that's how dope this was. So, you know what I'm saying? She go to her room. She sneak in the window or whatever. You know, she see the note. She taking her shoes off. You know, taking everything out of her hair. <laughs> My man Quincy get home. And she like, yo. You know what I'm saying? She she got questions. She like, hey, nigga. So he come out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she, she like, uh, so how was your night? He like, man, I dropped her off. You know, that was it. She like, yeah, whatever, nigga. He like, nah, fuck all that. What about you and you know what I'm saying? Tall ass boards Kojo. You know what I'm saying? What y'all do? <laughs> He's like, shit, you know what I'm saying? We went down to my hulling drive or whatever, whatever. You know, this nigga was trying to get it on, but I wasn't having it. You know, every time he tried to come on to me, I pushed him away. I need him in his nuts a couple of times. So, you know what I'm saying? She get my man. No. He's just like, but fuck all hold that. Up, hold up. What's up? Hold up. Because I think this part is very important. And I think that mm-hmm. this is what I think this is what sealed the deal. All right. Maybe you didn't think so, but I think this is what really got her to really seal the deal. You know what I'm saying? To finally give him them skins. So she was like, he was kissing on me and, and, and she said, you know, I kept acting near him in the next cause she said it really boggled my mind because I can't remember how many offensive boys I had in the championship game. And then he says four. She's like, huh? Real. real You had four offensive rebounds. And see, I think that right there was like, oh, so this he really pays attention. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's what really got her was the fact that he knew how many offense rebounds she had in that game. Absolutely. I agree with you, man. I agree with you 100%. Um, but no, once again, this is this goes to show you how great, of, you know what I'm saying, the friendship that they had. The fact that he was remembering her stats. You know what I'm saying? He was coming to her games and everything. So, like, once again, they're doing a great job of establishing their dynamic, letting you know, like, hey, this is a real friendship. Like, they are super close. You know what I'm saying? Without them without them actually showing us how close that, you know what I'm saying, they supposedly are. And so, um, you know what I'm saying? Like like you said, you mentioned the four, uh, the four offensive rebounds. You know, they got there. She's like, yo, check this letter out. Read it for me. I'm nervous. You know what I'm saying? He hit her with the A. You made it. You know what I'm saying? She like, what? I'm going to USC. He like, you know what? Congratulations, but shit. Me too. Which ain't no fucking shocker. You, you fucking Quincy McCall, nigga. You can go to any college you want to at this point, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the shit that... <laughs> that's the shit that made me laugh, bro. Like, 
they they did a great job of downplaying wherever he was going to college because he can pretty much just go wherever the fuck he wanted to, bro. We already know that. Yeah. So, you know, so this nigga getting double-doubles in high school. Like, come on, man. He, he going anywhere he wants. Top prospect in the nation. We get it. So, you know what I'm saying? They get hyped. He going for the hug. She going for the kiss. You know what I'm saying? My nigga back up shot. Like, yo, what was that? She like, shit, I don't know, but I liked it. You know what I'm saying? So they continue, you know what I'm saying, to do their thing. And uh, you know what I'm saying? My man Quincy took charge. You know what I'm saying? They out in the mm-hmm. in the in the yard getting busy, you know what I'm saying, kissing and hugging, touching and feeling. And then, you know, she she gotta push him off real quick, like, yo, what am I doing? Then she thought about it. She said, you know what? Man, fuck this. I've been wanting this. Let's do this. Get up. Going man. back to her room. She told my man, come with me. Shit, that nigga ain't waste no time. You hear me? My man hopped up, got in there. And, of course, they did the romantic love scene where, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Maxwell. I think this movie is what really oh, yeah, set sure. Maxwell off. I didn't know who Maxwell was until this song. This was the first you, Maxwell song I've ever heard. I'm dead ass serious. That shocked me because like, you are an R and B dude. I figured you. Were, I am an R and B dude, but this is the first one, and like, like, that's one of those monumental moments where when you hear this song, for yeah. me, this is what I visualized. Oh, I visualized this scene in Love and Basketball. But like you ain't never heard like a little something, something, or none of that before that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't. Well, I probably did. But it's just like this is the one song that really like like th- this, yeah, this, this song this, this helped him take off this yeah this helped him become the man man for real though so yeah you're right yeah yeah you right about yeah. that yeah this this was the this was the um this was probably one of the most iconic scenes in, in black cinema and for sure and safe sex I like Absolutely. how they put that in there shout out you know to I'm saying? Quincy McCall my nigga he they made sure. Here. Yeah, he they made sure I felt like that was something that they that they put in the script of like, yo, we want to make sure yeah. that we show him pull a condom out, actually, you know what I'm saying? Well, you know, put it on or whatever before he do it. I think that that was a point that they wanted to make in the film of the fact that well, I mean, that we kind of seen why because he, he damn sure hit it with the fast bus, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. No, they did, man. But you didn't watch that scene, my G. <laughs> you didn't watch that scene, bro. Let me tell you something. The reason I watched that scene so hard was because Sanai Layton's hands, I hate her hands to this day. Okay? Man, she was covering on. up. Nah, she was yes. covering up, bro. We, we, you gotta, you gotta show us, bro. This is what, 2000? The 2000? You gotta show us, bro. This is for the culture. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you gotta <laughs> at least see a, a, a areola or something, man. Um, but anyway, you know what I'm saying? My man put the condom on. He get up in there. She gasping and all that good shit, whatever. He take her V card. Mm-hmm. But before the scene ends, he goes, uh, the fast buck. <laughs> I'm t- when we get done, when we get done recording, go back and watch that scene, bro. Just, just go back and watch that that particular scene, and you'll hear. He gave it a fast buck. So I'm glad my man put on the condom because neither one of them would have had a basketball career at this point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you know what I'm saying. So basically, after that, 
it cut to college. You know what I'm saying? They in college, yep. they done established the relationship. They, you know what I'm saying? They together. They going to the same school. You know what I'm saying? They walk in the, the courtyard. I mean, they walk in the yard together and all that shit. Um, and from this point on, it just pretty much goes through her time of struggling, being on the girls' basketball team, um, trying to get that starting spot. And then it goes to my man Quincy going through possibly the worst time of his life. You know what I'm saying? Well, growing up, what? Well, I, I think I think first it's showing you like how different they were. Like she went in as a struggling freshman, he yeah. went in as the phenom freshman. Absolutely, yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. I, I, that, no, you're right. Before, you know before, what? You are right. You are right because it shows the it shows the Sports Center clip real quick or the the ESPN clip. Shout out to Robin Roberts. You know what I'm saying? I forgot she was on Dick Vitale. Yeah, Dickie V. You know what I'm saying? But shout out to Robin Roberts. You know what I'm saying? Looking young and prestigious as always. Um, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Talking about USD and, and possibly becoming the next powerhouse with you know what I'm saying? Top prospect. You know what I'm saying? the son of Zeke McCall, you know what I'm saying, on the team, possibly bringing them um, up to the level that Duke and Arkansas and Kentucky and all them were. And then, you know what I'm saying, they also went over to the girls' team who had four returning starters. But, if, like she said, if one of the freshmen get popping, then, you know what I'm saying, this could be one of the best women's teams, uh, you know what I'm saying, in the nation. So, we, like you said, they definitely differentiated what was going on before we actually got a chance to see it. Um, and so Monica is going through it in, in, in her practices and everything because she she has the potential to be a star, but, you know what I'm saying, she's a loose cannon. She got some stuff to work on. You know what I'm saying? She, she played a game flashy. You know, so you, we all seen this before. We already know what it's like for, for an athlete to have to go through, you know what I'm saying, getting with the system and getting with the program. Um, and then, like you said, on the other side of it, man, you know what I'm saying, Quincy, he's throwing alley-oops off the backboard to his teammate. He's crossing people up. He's, you know what I'm saying, dunking. Um, he high-fiving people in little-ass college gyms and shit. Like, so we already know, <laughs> we already know how this is going down, right? Um, but then, you know what I'm saying, his world kind of gets flipped on his head because uh, he eventually finds out that his dad, um, is pretty much, you know what I'm saying, not the man that he grew up knowing his dad to be. And so this is, um, this is different because, right, what, what really showed a lot of this for me was the fact of the way he handled this whole situation about his dad. Um, you know, usually when you got a father in the home or whatever, they kind of teach you how to handle your emotions and handle certain situations and deal with certain stuff like that. And of course, you know what I'm saying? When his dad was there, his dad was teaching him all those things. You know, he even mentioned it like, you know, he always told, you know, don't, you know, don't keep your hands in your pockets and always look a man in the eye, you know, shake, firm handshakes and, you know, all the stuff that a, a father is supposed to teach his son. Um, and then he's like, you know, he's been teaching me all this, but at the same time, you know, he he was lying to me. You know what I mean? He looked me dead in the eye and lied to me about, you know what I'm saying, this kid not being his and, you know, him not cheating and everything else. Only coming to find out his mom hired a private investigator. And, hey, you know what I mean? 
he was out here doing his thing. He was being a pro athlete. Um, and then you got Monica on the other hand, who is basically trying to, you know, what I'm saying, work her way into the system, but she's having a, a well, she's having a struggle with, you know, what I'm saying, one of the teammates who has her position, the starter, the starting point guard for her team. You know what I'm saying? She's not easing up on her at all. She, you know what I'm saying, leaving her at the weight room, which this, we we got to talk about that. That's crazy, bro. How do you leave your teammate? You're supposed to be spotting them. How do you leave your teammate on the workbench like that? Like, what if she would have got injured, bro? Like, she what kind of she didn't care. That? Well, she because she thought – Well, no, she didn't because something else that they showed in the film that I thought was genius is – you start seeing the pro- the pro- the progression of Monica mm-hmm. actually catching on and Sidra seeing, yo, this girl is better than me. Yes. And then like there was a scene when, when she got that one loose rebound, like she kind of looked in the air, like she cause she kind of felt bad. Like she was like, Oh shit, like I'm not trying to embarrass her, but right. you know what I mean? I'm I'm just better than her. And yeah. like so it, I, I thought it was great how they did that. So you got Monica getting to the point. Then Citra, she gets hurt. And then so she starts Well, she she goes in and then the coach tell her like, yo. Well, no, no, no. This is before this. Is before. So, so now she's actually getting PT and all this shit. And so mm-hmm. that's when you start to see the flip in their life. Now they show Quincy game. Quincy playing like shit, you know, is like they they lives have actually got flipped upside down. Both of their lives, she started to become a star. Quincy handled that situation like a bitch, though. I'm not gonna lie. He 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 handled it terribly. Um, and this is what you know. I'm saying now it's like it's time to get into the shits because I think one of her responses was really good because when he said that whole thing of what you just said, you know, look a man in the eye, firm handshake, all Mm -hmm. that shit. She was like, just because he did what he did doesn't mean he wasn't a great father to you. Absolutely. That was a great line because just because he lied to you about this one thing about cheating on your mom doesn't mean that he wasn't, you know what I'm saying, that he wasn't a good father to you. You know what I'm right. saying? So for him to look at things like that, like those are two, two, just two totally different things. It's not the same thing. So right. I thought that when the whole point of her saying, yo, let's walk to, you know what I'm saying, my dorm room, he was like, you know, I don't want to run into anybody. And mm-hmm. he was like, let's chill here. And she was like, yo, I got to, you know what I'm saying, we got a curfew. I, don't get me wrong. I, I understand you were hurt and you just wanted to talk. But mm-hmm. at the same time, there's nothing wrong with compromising with her and walking with her and being with her in her room. Y'all can have that same conversation in the room. This is your girl, bruh. First and foremost, you know she here strictly on scholarship. You know what I'm saying? You know why she here, bro. If she don't start, she this all kind of shit could go bad. You know what I'm saying? So the I mean, I like you said, I get it too. You know what I'm saying? You hurt, you're going through some shit right now. You talk about I don't want to see nobody. Nigga, she said, let's go to my dorm room. Go to the goddamn dorm room with her, man. All this shit could have exactly. been avoided if he just uh, yes. didn't be a bitch about this. Exactly, because at the same time, like you said, she's on scholarship. She got to play. 
she can't be missing curfew because her right. shit can get put. Quincy could get away with anything he wanted because he was the star Literally. freshman. She wasn't yeah. initially a star freshman. She only got on the team because one girl got pregnant and they had an open spot. So yeah, she wasn't even being technically. Recruited. Yeah, she wasn't even being recruited by USC. So mm-hmm. it's like you knew the whole time you met this girl. This mm-hmm. girl loved the fuck out of basketball. Why risk her playing? Why risk her scholarship? Why risk her? I mean, okay, let's say, let's say the coach was just like, okay, you miss curfew. I after practice, I want a hundred suicides. So now she got to do a hundred suicides because you didn't want to run into anybody. Exactly, exactly. It's like, come on, man. Like you, he could have compromised with her, but he look at it like, oh, well, you care more about basketball than me. No, dude. Like this is her livelihood at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, she loves you. She wants to be with you, but then you gonna say, oh, well, you know what I'm saying? You, you know. She he put her in a position to make her have to choose, and he looked at it like you chose basketball over me at a time that I needed you. She didn't right. say, "Yo, I got curfew. I got to go home. We can talk about this tomorrow." She was like, "Yo, mm-hmm. come to my dorm room, so we both can win. I can be in absolutely you know, in my room at curfew, and you can chill in here with me." It wasn't like she was saying, "You know, let's we'll we'll deal with this tomorrow." He handled that right. like a complete bitch. It was completely his fault. And I, I just felt that I just felt that it was unnecessary for him to act like that. And the way he was just wasn't able to function playing basketball just because his dad wasn't at the game. It's like, come on, man. It's like to me that shows like you got all the skill, but you ain't got it mentally. You know what I'm saying? Like hey. He, Apparently, you. If this would have been a football fu- movie, he'd have went crazy in that game. Dude, think about this. They showed Monica's championship game. Mm-hmm. Did Quincy ever get into a championship game? Well, I mean, that, that it was kind of insinuated I'm, that they won just, a championship game. He, they was undefeated. <laughs> Maybe so, maybe so. But I'm just saying, like, he, he didn't know how to handle the pressure. Obviously, he couldn't handle right. the pressure on the court. He couldn't handle it through life. So he comes up with a smart idea. He So he shows up to the fucking party after the co- after they had the game where Monica got the charge to win the game. Coach mm-hmm. said, yo, I'm going to shake some shit up. I'm going to make you the starter. And, you know... They go to the party or whatever. Well, she went to his dorm room and the dude told her she was only at the party because his roommate told her that he was going to be at the damn party. That he was going to so, be there. Exactly. So she's there because she know you heading there and then you got her bobbling her words because she knows that you on edge right now. Because I look, right. Sonia Nathan did a fucking phenomenal job in this because the way that she was like she said, um, she was like, uh, oh, how did she say it? She said something about, so I came to your room after the game, mm-hmm. and they in your room and told me you're gonna be here. He was like, Oh, so after the game, and then she was like, Well, I, I mean, we, we celebrated after the game, but then like soon after that, like completely like right after that, I came, you know, to and it was just like you could tell, like, like 
just to, to do that the way that she did it, she yeah. knew that he had trust issues at this point. So mm -hmm. now she's on edge on, oh man, I forgot to tell him that we celebrated right after the game. And then so like she didn't want him to seem like like the timing didn't match. You know what I'm saying? So right. he think it's a great idea to start talking to this girl, you know what I'm saying? Ebony from Players Club talking to her. She always and then, she always <laughs> in the wrong road. <laughs> so the the next day is the all-time craziest shit because he seems like he's in a better mood. And then he's like, she's like, yo, you didn't. And then first of all, he didn't go to her game. Her first, well, her second game. No, her first game. No, it might have been her second game as a starter. No, first game. He don't even show up. Yeah, he don't even show up. And then he was like, you the man again. And she was like, no, the woman. And then his motherfucker hugged this girl and was like, hey, yo, this is such a, this is Monica. Like, the fuck my man, Not they said they're of, playing double dribble and boys, shit. Though. Yeah, did it in front of his boys while they playing double dribble. So he was like, yo, we're going out to get something to eat. You, you know what I'm saying? You want to go? <laughs> like, the fuck? And right. then so and so then that's when the whole conclusion come up like he he take he was like, yo, like he was sitting outside her dorm room say, yo, can we talk? And so she was like, how about your date or whatever? He's like, man, I took the whole Burger King. She was like, cheap date. He was like, at least she had time for me. And she's like, so she brings up the time. like, yo, I had curfew that night. He was like, at least you got your priorities straight. She was like, I never made you choose. He's like, you never have to. Now, granted, in that conversation, no, he never made her choose. But then at the same time, that, this was the first Hold on real quick, folks. Um, you know what I'm saying? We got cut off real quick. Uh, technical difficulties. Apologies. You know how these things go. Um, we about to get right back into it. So, um, you was leaving off. No, you good. You was leaving off. You were saying that um, they is having a conversation about uh, him, you know what I'm saying, in the situation with yeah. the dad. He said she never made him choose. Go ahead. Yeah, like I think that this was the first time that they had a disagreement, and he went completely off off of the you know what I'm saying off the ledge. Just like, dude, yeah, like these are things that happens in relationships. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like you can't you can't just bail the first time that something don't go your way. And right. I felt like that's what he did because of yeah. Don't get me wrong, I know it's tough. I look, I personally didn't have to deal with it because my parents kind of like really broke up before I started walking, so I was too young to even understand. So, mm -hmm. but it's just like at the same time, the first time y'all have controversy, you just bail on a relationship, and then like not only do you bail on a relationship, you bail on college. Like okay. you break up so, with her. This is this is a great this is a great point that you're bringing up, right? So this is why I say that they did a great job before it kind of forced that on everything that was going to happen um, within this movie in that first, you know, in those first couple scenes. Because remember, when you know what I'm saying, he liked her, he was like, yo, you know what I'm saying, be my girlfriend. He was like, all right, cool, whatever. And 
the first time something didn't go his way, what'd he do? Forget you then. Pushed her down off the bike. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I don't want you to be my girl anyway, you dog. And da da da. And then they get into a fight. They get into arguing or whatever, whatever. Um. So this is not something that's that's foreign to us for real. I just don't think that we realize that this is pretty much just how how Quincy is. If something don't go his way, him being who he is, you know what I'm saying? He kind of just, you know what I'm saying, throw caution to the wind. Like, hey, fuck it. I just do whatever I want to do at this point. And so I thought it was, you know what I'm saying, I thought it was genius for them to kind of put that into, you know what I'm saying, the beginning because this is just, that. that's just how it is. Not to, not even to mention how quick their relationship is. It's an on-again, off-again thing. Like the fact that, you know what I'm saying, they were boyfriend and girlfriend in the beginning for only less than a minute, you know what I'm saying, and then life went on. So I thought that was great for them to show us that ahead of time and then to continue that, you know what I'm saying, as they got older and kind of expanding that. That was dope for them to do that. Yeah, and then, like, he was just really being rebellious for the simple fact of, like, the conversation that he had with his dad twice. Like, he had the one conversation in the bar when he told him about, you know, the 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 paternity suit thing. Because yeah. before they got into that conversation, he was like, yo, people saying that I'm a, def- a definite lottery pick. And he was like, yo, the NBA ain't mm-hmm. going nowhere. Give yourself time to develop. So then you fast forward to the scene where – you know, he's in the room and his he tells his dad, you know, you know, since we're being honest, I'm you know, I'm entering the NBA. He was like, he just knew that it would piss his dad off. So he really was only yeah. really doing it to piss his dad off to go to the NBA when he knew that he wasn't ready to go to the NBA. So right. to to just be rebellious towards him and then just dip out on your girl like that was just, yeah, like Quincy, he handled that completely bad. And Absolutely. then for for Monica, for five years to go by, she go over, you know, she finished college, she go overseas, she's playing ball over in Spain, and for her to just completely put a chastity belt on, don't give nobody the skins. <laughs> like... <laughs> Man, she was focusing and, on she was focusing on her career, man. She was focusing on who. But the, the thing is, okay, we'll, we'll get in that a little bit in, in probably a couple more minutes. But like, it it was just to me, the whole Monica thing, especially in today's world, just seemed unrealistic. Of the fact of like this girl really only fucked with one dude like her whole fucking life, and it was just like literally. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it just like shit like that just don't really happen anymore. Now for the people, if you listen to this podcast, you one of them people. It's no disrespect, but it just it don't really happen like that anymore. So you know she's over there. She got no friends. She ain't trying to. She ain't trying to fuck with nobody. You know she hear about him tearing his ACL because he's bouncing around from team to team because you know he never really got that development that he needed because he wasn't ready to go into mm-hmm. the league yet. So she hear about him tearing his ACL. And Monica's biggest problem is she think that, and Quincy said this to her, she think the sun rises and set on her ass. What made you think you could pop up five years later and just think you could bring me some flowers because I tore my damn ACL that I ain't been seeing nobody? 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? She thought this dude I'm was going to be straight up single, and she thought that she was going to be able to just work herself back in. And this dude, you know what I'm saying? Fiance come in, Tyra Banks, with one of her worst acting jobs ever, come in there, hello, which is weird as fuck. <laughs> and, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, so she, before it was Tyra Banks walked, walked in, She's like, she said something about like she didn't, she wasn't no, she didn't think she was going back. And he was right. like, why? And she was like, I just don't want to talk about it. He was like, yeah, I don't know no dude. He was like, I don't know nobody. He said, I don't know no girl who ever loved basketball as much as you did. She was like, just drop mm -hmm. it. So then that's when the wife come in. So she goes home. She tells her mom. And, and this is the com another conversation that I wanted to get into. We were talking about it before yeah. the pie. And like, so she goes in, her mom is cooking, and she's like, told Quincy, told her that Quincy's engaged. And she was like, to that stewardess? And she was like, you met her? She was like, yeah, they had a cookout a while back. And she was like, what do I do? And she was like, you know, find out where they registered and send them a gift. And yeah. so she was like, whatever. And she was like, that's your answer to everything? She's like, yeah, we come with bullshit like that. So they get into an argument. And but that was a, a conversation, like that was just the lead in to the problems that they've been having throughout her whole childhood. And right. so her mom is like, yo, a night that I remember is your school dance and you know how beautiful you look. And, and the way she said it was really kind of fucked up too because she was yeah. like, that day you was beautiful. And I told you because you was. Like, she still ain't? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what do you mean that day? She was beautiful. So anyway, she was like, Mom, like, I must have played in a thousand games. She was like, I only remember you being at two. And she was right. like, oh, when you had your dad and your coaches, she was like, it didn't matter, you know, if I was at those games or not. She was like, no, it mattered, Mama. And I'm like, the thing is, that, that really hit with me because, you know, when I was young, like, my mom didn't come to, like, a really, she didn't really start coming to my games till I was on varsity. But... Uh -huh. It bothered me. You know what I'm saying? Like, it bothered me as a kid of, like, yo, like, you know what I'm saying? I see, you know, the people who got both parents, both their parents at the game. It's like, it's always my dad, which wasn't a problem. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Love my dad to death. But it was just, like, what pissed me off about that scene was the fact that her mom is, like, you knew all through her childhood, all this girl loved the most was fucking basketball. And you're going to mm -hmm. tell her what you remember is one fucking school spring dance and you only came to her basketball game. This right. girl went, uh, you didn't come to a high school championship game. You know what I'm saying? You didn't come to any of her college games. And mm -hmm. it was just like, that was like the dynamic between them two was the fact of like, she looked at her mom as a person who, you know, just became a a housewife who basically just did everything for her husband, but she was more of a strong, independent type of person who loved to play ball, and it was just like you saw their differences. And I just thought mm -hmm. that with her mom being so naive to the fact to think of like that it didn't matter to her that you didn't show up to her games, like that shit, that shit bothered me. And I and I think that her mom was was really an asshole for that. And also just to say, you know, yo, you, you was beautiful that day. 
know what I'm saying? It's like, well, damn. I don't think up. I don't think her mom meant it in that way, right? I think she was just saying that, you know, throughout her life, you know, her mom was just basically trying to get her to, you know, her mom was trying to get her to be a certain way in her life, right? And, you know, it, it, we've seen this, you know what I'm saying, earlier in the movie where she was just saying, like, yo, I, I wish you'd get out of that tomboy phase. Because what she was saying to her was like, yo, you know, you are, you're a beautiful girl and, you know, you could really, you know, I, I would really, I, I guess her mom was just basically saying, like, I would really like to see you be more girly. You know what I'm saying? I, I would really like to see you be a lot more feminine. And yeah, it was it, it is fucked up because you know what I'm saying her passion was basketball. She liked to hoop. She wanted to play ball. You know, and you gotta remember in this time, like sports for girls wasn't really like the the go to. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. even her sister, her sister was a cheerleader, you know what I'm saying? We seen that because when the cheerleaders was doing their thing, her sister was sitting next to her dad doing all the cheers. Like, so her sister was this, like, girly girl thing. And then, like, Monica just was, like, the, the son that her dad never got. And so, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? She just connected a lot more with her dad than she did with her mom because, you know what I'm saying, she liked the hoop. She was a tomboy. She liked, you know what I'm saying, watching basketball and all that type of stuff. So I, I just think that it was just that disconnect of not necessarily them not, can you know, so, like, them not having a common ground. Because, of course, they had a common ground. That's their mom. That's their daughter. It was just more so the fact that, you know, she, her dad was always there. Like, and then, t- t- so for me, like, this was the thing. Like, so, you know what I'm saying? I, my dad passed a lot, like, when I was a kid. So I didn't have my dad at none of my games or none of the, you know what I'm saying, things like that. But my mom, you know what I'm saying, when she could be there, she was there. And she was mm-hmm. always there. So, like. You know, as I got, you know, older and stuff like that, like, I guess I didn't really take offense to some of the stuff because I kind of seen what my mom had to go through with certain things. But I don't think that she kind of took into account of the fact that, you know, her mom was basically a housewife. You know, her dad was at the games, her dad was there, whatever, and when she got home, you know, dinner was ready. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's stuff was, you know, remember her dad walked in like, yo, you know, can you iron these for me real quick? So it's like, yo, she was really just being, uh, she was being a great mom and taking care of the household. She was holding down the household. And I, I don't think Monica had the appreciation for what she did because Monica didn't see herself in that role. Monica didn't see herself as that person. And because she didn't see herself as that person, you know, she saw herself as, like you said, this. You know, I, I don't want to say independent, because I feel like that got like a, a weird connotation to it. But she just seeing herself as something different, right? She seeing herself as a basketball mm-hmm. player, regardless. She she was living her dream, and it didn't seem as if like her mom was able to do that. Because remember, her mom was like, you know, I cook for, you know, I I, I cook all the time. I do da da, and remember. Um, Quincy's mom was like, like you catered. She was like, no, but I mean, I I would like to do that. You know what I'm saying? So like, you could see like her 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 mom had, you know what I'm saying, goals and aspirations that she probably wanted to do too. She just never was able to, you know what I'm saying, fully get into it. The same way Monica had an opportunity to, you know what I'm saying, do with basketball. And I think that was a even though they didn't kind of dive into that, 
I think that was a great way of them still giving us that little tidbit of information because you kind of see, like, yeah, they were on two different wavelengths, but at the same time, like, I, I think her mom just, her mom still had that love for her, and her mom always wanted to see her do good, but it was just like, yo, you know, it's other things that you could do. And her mom kind of seen the big picture because, like, you know what I'm saying, it wasn't no WNBA at the time. So, like, yeah, you can play basketball, but, damn, what are you going to do after that? Yeah, You know what I'm saying? At least at the time. Like, what are you going to do after that? And then, you know what I'm saying, of course, we end up seeing that she ended up making it to the WNBA. But just in that moment, I could understand what her mom was going through. Just like, yeah, you could play basketball, but then what happens after basketball is over with? You know what I'm saying? True. True. And then, like, so she started working at the bank with her dad. And then, like, so she's coming home one day, and Quincy's outside, and you know, he asked her the question, like, yo, like, what made you give up ball? And she was like, why you keep sweating me? You know, he's like, yo, I ain't, I ain't never known nobody love ball as much as you did. Now you traded in your nights for a pair of shoes you can't even walk in. And then, so then yeah. he gets on him, and he's like, he was like, I'm kind of feeling the same way, too. And she was like, really? And he was like, yeah, I haven't dribbled a ball in four months. And so, and then he reveals that, you know, I always <laughs> felt like I needed... It was like I always felt like I needed the ball because of my dad, because I wanted to be better than my dad. Right. And so he revealed his reason, right. but she didn't reveal hers. So then later on, after she had a conversation with her mom, and her mom was like, yeah, when I said he could do better, I was talking about you. So she yeah. goes in for the kill. She knocks on the window, have him come out. And she's like, the reason she don't love ball anymore is because he's not in her life anymore. She's like, I love you since I was 11 years old, and this shit ain't got, ain't, you know, this shit ain't went away. And so he was like, yo, you wait till two weeks before my wedding to say some shit like that. And she was like, yeah, I should have said it two weeks ago. And that's when he hit her with her, you think the world revolves and sets on, you know, saying the sun rises and set on your ass. And it was like, she did yeah. kind of feel that way. But then at the same time, it's just like, they were both at these crossroads of where, like she said, like you kind of want me to end this for you because right, with them being the friends that they were and her actually taking ownership for some shit that wasn't her fault because I don't think that was her mm -hmm. fault at all. We both established that he should have compromised and went to her dorm room because it's just not, it, it just not fair mm -hmm. to her to risk her college career because you were upset about what happened with your father. Um, but she was like, but she did say, even though it wasn't fucked up, but she was like, I should have been there for you when you needed me to be there. So they do the whole basketball game, which you said in the coming soon you had it wrong. Old girl wasn't there. She was gone. So they weren't playing basketball for love while the girl was in the house. So, I mean, same thing, man. This nigga, <laughs> this nigga got a fiance. You just pop over this nigga house and want to play one on one. Come on, bro. And, and then, then bring up tell me you, you yeah like this nigga's relationship is that week that <laughs> 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 is that week that a game of basketball ends this nigga's whole engagement. <laughs> Like now, this is the this is the part of the movie where I looked at and I was like, whoever wrote this part of the movie, yo, they thought they had. Well, I can I can just imagine what they were going through in the writers' room when they was writing this part. Cause I'm like, my nigga, 
it's a basketball game. Y'all going y'all it's one to one. We get it. Like the significance of what the basketball game meant. Y'all played at the same place y'all met and blah blah blah. All that same shit. But <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna be totally honest with you. Like this chick that work at the bank and do all this other stuff, there's no way like I'm I'm playing basketball with her and then I'm like, you know what? Yeah, you know, you gave me a good game, double or nothing, you know what I'm saying? You, you we are playing for my heart. So you know what I'm saying, double or nothing. No, man. <laughs> Just <laughs> they could have found a different way to, to do that, bro. Man, that's the whole point of it, man. That's why the movie's called Love and Basketball, man. And like, I don't know, it was, that fucking, was just a weird way. That was just a weird it was way fu- they were putting that shit together to me. It was, it was funny seeing the switch because, like, so, because, like, he was, first of all, maybe not when I first seen this movie in probably 2000, 2001 or whatever. Like, I don't, I probably didn't know movies like I know movies now. It's like, because he was being an asshole. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, she, she checked him up. He just let the ball bounce off his chest. You know what I'm saying? He giving her the elbow and shit, pushing her and shit. You know what I'm saying? Don't tell her, bro. (laughs) (laughs) With a bad ACL, bro. He dunked on her shit with a bad ACL. (laughs) Yo, he got his first point, right? He got his first, mm-hmm. so he got, no, I think he got his second point. And so then he took the knee brace off, and then she's standing there, my man just pushing. <laughs> I was like, hey. God damn. Hey. Hey, he pushed that's, the shit out of him. That's a wild shit. That definitely is a wild shit. So, like, and then, like you said, he dunked on her and shit, then he hit her with a double or nothing. And um, and then the next thing, the next scene you see, you see the uh the old uh it was the farm uh, wasn't it? I think that's what it was called. So yeah. you're thinking, oh, you know, Quincy back in the NBA and all this type of shit, and then it showed the introduction of the women's NBA and all that type of shit. Uh, shout out to Lisa Leslie, she made a little small appearance there. But um For sure. But yeah, like I, I I see what you said, but I think that like she said in the conversation before the game, she's like, deep down, you know, you're about to make the biggest decision of your life. I don't think he ever really wanted to marry her. I think that he was settling for her because Monica wasn't there. Yeah. And I just think that because of what he went through, I don't know if it's that he had abandonment issues, even though he told his dad to never come to see him again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. In the hospital, when he was like, yo, you want me to step off? So I think that Quincy was just in that mode of like, I need somebody and she was just there so I think right. the person that he wanted to be with at the time she was in Spain so he was just like alright fuck it I'll just marry this girl that's here right now so I yeah. think that's really what it was so yeah like you're right that relationship was weak because I don't think he ever Absolutely. really wanted to be with her anyway so yeah. I mean man when, when you t- when, like when you in that rom-com type of you know, romance type of movie. Like, I mean, they didn't reinvent the wheel. The only thing they did was threw basketball in the shit. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And threw and threw some hard ass lines. You know what I'm saying? I ain't no Nike made dresses. You know what I mean? So hilarious line, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but nah, I fuck with this movie, man. This movie, this movie is like one of those ones, man. 
Yo, it, I ain't gonna lie, but that is a, a bittersweet ending, bro. This nigga ended up, you know what I'm saying, becoming a goddamn uh, work husband. I mean, a, a house husband. You know what I'm saying? He went back to school, <laughs> man. Yeah, same thing, bro. <laughs> Whatever you want to call him, my G. This nigga was, was courtside at an LA Sparks game. <laughs> Watching the live show bar, bro. <laughs> And let me tell you that let me tell you that let me tell you the worst part about the whole scene. The worst part about the whole scene is when they saw the back of her jersey and it said right McCall. Nah, bro, we not doing that. You gonna take my yeah. last name, bro. I'm sorry. She did. Nah. You just, we just, I just get no, it, you're not gonna hyphenate it. Don't do that. I just gave you two games of one on one so you can show me how much you love me. Like you can't even take my whole last name. That ain't cool, bro. Man, man, come on, man. man. That, that nah. Was, nah. Was, I'm, I'm with her on that, that man. Was, She's known <laughs> as Monica Wright, man. You know what I'm saying? She wanted the world that to know. Is, you know what I'm saying? Cool enough. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. I'm just saying. That, that's weird to me, man. But teachers on, you know what I'm saying? Everybody got their own little thing, man. But let's go ahead and get it to these fire flames, bro. Yes, sir. Yoga fire. Yoga flame. All right, man. So what you rating this thing, bro? Man, um, you know, Omar Epps is that guy. Snyder Lathan's that chick. Um, you know, you had uh you know, good guest appearances for somebody like Regina Hall. So the casting was really good. I thought I thought the writing was cool. It was it wasn't the best, but when it comes to romantic movies, like you kind of really can predict a lot of shit that's going on. So Yeah. But overall, I mean I fuck with this movie, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to give it you know what, I'm I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it a four point five. I'm gonna give it four point five. Um this is still a movie that st- to me still holds up. You know what I'm saying? Even though Omar Epps and Sanaa Lake like about thirty, playing high school kids, but um, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but uh, but nah, like yeah, man, I'm I'm gonna give it a four point five, man. I I, I thought was this movie. Um, man, listen, for all the same things that you said, man. Great cast, casting was amazing. Shout out to these women in Black Hollywood because goodness gracious. They they didn't age a bit. They all look the exact same. You know what I'm saying? Um, if anything, they just they just got finer as time went on. Um, Omar X, bro, like what can't this nigga do? This nigga done been a DJ, he done been a football player, basketball player, this nigga done been a top. I mean, he done played it all, man. He done done it all. Um, shout out to the all state nigga, you know what I'm saying, for doing his thing, bro. Um and then shout out to my nigga Lenny, man. You know, he always plays great roles. Um, but for me, the story was was great. I think that they did a great job in writing. Um, like I said, for them to put certain things into the scenes to kind of show you what's going to happen later on in the story without even realizing it was dope. I thought the dynamic that they had on the, on the screen was dope. Their chemistry was amazing. Um, 
And it wasn't no bad acting, like you said, except for Tyra Banks. You know what I'm saying? We could have did without that thing, but you know, outside of that, um, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to agree with you, man. Four and a half. Four and a half for sure. Four and a half fire flames. Because this movie is definitely a classic, but you know, it's just one of those things where, you know, a movie like this to have two iconic things the way that they had, you know what I'm saying? The iconic love scene with the Maxwell playing in the background. And then you got the iconic basketball scene where, uh, you know, they playing for the heart and all that shit and she get dumped on with an injured from an injured nigga is crazy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's that man. Four and a half. So let's go ahead and get into the coming soon, bro. Let's do it. Coming soon to own on video and DVD. All right. What we got next? Yo, we got a classic, an underrated classic coming up. This is a movie that I think a lot of people, depending on what demographic you're from, you might have forgot about this joint. But we got a back-to-back basketball movie for y'all. But we hitting y'all with a movie where Fredro Starr plays another high school person where he was probably like 35 years old. But we got Sunset Park coming for y'all, man. Um. I really think that this this is one of those movies that a lot of people have forgotten about, man. Um, so it's going to be great going back into this. Uh, you know, you got the whole story of this. Okay, I ain't going to get into all of that. We'll get into that when that time comes. <laughs> but we got, we got Sunset Park coming for y'all, man. Sunset yeah, Park. Sir. It's time to represent. Yeah, you know I'm saying that was, that, that was a joint, Yo. man. I used to love that. that. You talking about a cast, bro? Like this this movie had a hell of a cast in it, man. Um It was some it was some unbelievable people uh in this movie as well that you know what I'm saying played basketball. Uh for instance, Dude. my nigga Leon. On, Hold on. Man. Oh. That nigga that nigga came in and uh no, Leon was in uh, Above the Rim. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm tripping. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. This the one with... um, Fredro Star. right? No, man, that's that's Above the Rim. This the one with Fredro Star. Dude. Is, hey, Fre- is Dwayne Martin Fredro Star? Or is that Above the Rim, too? That's above the rim, man. Terrence Howard is okay, in this joint. Yeah, Fredro Star. Uh DeAndre Bonds is in here. Terrence oh, Howard's yeah, in I here. Gotta, yeah, I gotta go back and rewatch this now. Cause I'm getting this I'm getting this confused with above the rim. Cause I was about to say, that scene where this nigga Leon came out and hooped in corduroys was crazy. Yeah, yeah. You talking about above the rim. We did above the rim with Jamar okay, here. Yeah. All right. So my yeah. part, I, I got I I get these I got this all the way confused. Um, yeah, and shout out, yo. We gotta definitely talk about this. Yo, I gotta do this real quick. Shout out to uh, Antoine uh, Tanner. If y'all don't know Antoine Tanner, right? Antoine Tanner plays a high school basketball player, right? On he's on the team, right? He's the dude that got the best jump shot, but he's scared to shoot, right? Okay, so this movie yeah. came out in 1996, right? Mm-hmm. So. He also played 
in a movie called Coach Carter, which came out in 2005, nine years later, right? Is that Worm? Yes. <laughs> that nigga, so he plays yeah, that nigga. <laughs> Everything he does, he's a basketball player, bro. Remember that TV show he was in? He was a basketball player in that, too. Yo. He's a high school basketball you. player. He was a high school player in 96 and also in 2005. <laughs> Bro, everything, every role he's been in, he's been a high school basketball player. And he, he's, had the, right. he's had the same ball head and the same goatee. Yeah. You talking about a nigga that never aged? That nigga never aged. Yeah, he Ever. never aged. He's for real, for real. He, for real, for real, bro. Shout out to him, bro, because that nigga, is, he always looked like a child. Oh man, um, that's funny. so yeah, I, okay, so yeah, we I definitely gotta go back and rewatch this now because I'm I'm getting the, the movies mixed up, all kind of shit, man. Um so I can't wait to do that. Yo, I can't wait to come back and do another episode, man. Um you know saying of course we got the what we watching coming up and all that good stuff, so that's gonna be fun. Um I had a, a an amazing time talking about this movie, man. We we got into it early in the pre pro. So, you know what I'm saying? This is one of the ones that we we already knew we were going to have fun doing. I hope you guys enjoyed it just as much as we did because this is, I think, this is one of them episodes that everybody's going to get a good laugh in. Everybody's going to have to go back and rewatch this off of this episode for sure. But if you like this movie, if you did like this movie, if you thought them playing basketball for, you know what I'm saying, this nigga's engagement was just as stupid as I did, yo, hit us up <laughs> on the socials, man. <laughs> Instagram. Twitter at Viewanon Pod. Also hit us up on Facebook, VA Pod Watch Group. You know what I'm saying? Um, if you got any requests or anything like that, you want to tell us a movie to, you know what I'm saying, review or anything like that, hit us up there. We'd be glad to do so. Um, also, um, if you'd like to follow me, hit me up on Twitter at Suze Bronson. I got a link tree in my bio. You can find me everywhere else there. And that's all I got. And for me, I'll make it short, man. Uh, Catch me at uh, s.foster8 on Instagram and on Twitter at 28 Minutes or Less Pod. Um, that's just on Instagram. Follow the podcast, 28 Minutes or Less. New episode coming soon. Yes, sir, man. And listen, you know what I'm saying? Once again, man, make sure you guys like these. Um, you know what I'm saying? Make sure you guys like all the posts. Make sure you share the pod. Make sure you subscribe it. Make sure. Um, you know what I'm saying? You getting all the notifications and everything else. You know, we greatly appreciate all that. Your support is always valued. Um, so until the next episode, man, y'all be good. But like they said, Hollywood, that's a wrap. Cut. <laughs>